Today's Torah is the Schus, David Alexander Shaul ben Sari Meinu, that he should Mitz Hashem very, very soon find his Shidduch, his Zivug, that very, very soon he should Mitz Hashem be able to build a bias Neman be Yisrael, Mitzach Simcha V'archava. This week was the Yurtzeit of the Holy Ben Ishchai, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad. You know, and the Ben Ishchai was one of the most mysterious and great figures that we have in Jewish history, passed away at the end of the 19th century. They say the Svasemis, who was in Poland at the time, at the same moment, they calculated afterwards, it was the same moment that the Ben Ishchai passed away, the Ben Ishchai, the Svasemis said, Kovaner Maravi, the candle of the West went out. So to speak, like the Svasemis was saying, <clears throat> what the Hasidic Tzadikim were in Europe, the Ben Ishchai was in Baghdad and Iraq for the Svardashid and Ben Ishchai was an unbelievable person, just the whole story of why he's called Ben Ishchai, what the name of the books mean, etc. And uh, he wrote, was a very prolific author, and he was a teacher that taught to all, all levels of people, like the, great, the greatest tzaddikim, that are able to teach the deepest secrets to the greatest, you know, the most highest level of mekubalim, and speak to people on their level, and to women and children as well. And that was the Ben Ishchai. Remember, as as a when I first started learning Torah as a young child, I loved the book. I can't find it anymore, but the art school had a book called Golden Apples about the parables of the Ben Ishchai. It's a fascinating, fascinating figure. So I want to learn with you an idea that I saw from the Ben Ishchai. Ben Ishchai would always talk in parables in Mishalim. He actually has a sefer called Moshal Venimshal. He would talk in parables because he wanted everyone to be able to understand his ideas. So one time there was a very wealthy man that had two sons that lived in a faraway place. And this very wealthy man sent to that town, to his sons, he sent a garment, a jacket, which was nice, but it was filled, all the pockets were filled with very, very expensive rubies and diamonds, like literally millions of dollars worth of rubies and diamonds and and jewels in the pockets. And when this jacket came to the town, the two children of the king began fighting. The two brothers began fighting. Who does it belong to? Who does it belong to? They were fighting. Who does the the jacket belong to? And, And automatically, therefore, all the rubies, the millions of dollars, who does it go to? And so they went in front of a judge. And so one of the brothers started bringing all sorts of proofs where the jacket belongs to him. He started bringing all sorts of letters that his father wrote to him how much he loves him. He started bringing witnesses that know how close he is with his father. He started bringing you know, character witnesses to say, well, he's the one that's fitting to have the garment and the, and the rubies. And after this whole presentation, the judge then looks at the second, second son and says, Anu, what are your, what's your proof? How are you going to disprove all of what the first, the, the, your brother said? And so the second says, said, I don't have any proof. And I don't need to disprove anything he said. <clears throat> I'll tell you very simply. My brother is two times as tall as I am. I'm extremely short and my brother is extremely very, very, very tall. Let's take the jacket and see who it fits. If it fits my brother, then obviously the rubies and the diamonds that belong to him. But if the jacket fits me, it's obvious that my father meant it for me. And obviously they put the jacket on the second brother and it fit him exactly. It was a short jacket. And so the judge said, and everyone agreed, of course it belongs to the second child. 
Said the Ben Ishchai, we know the Gemara teaches that when Hashem wanted to give us the Torah, the Malachim, the angels, we and the angels are like brothers. We both live far away from the king. Obviously, in different levels of existence, us and the angels, but definitely according to Kabbalah, the angels are in the spiritual worlds of Bri, Yitzir, and Asiya. We're in the Asiya Gashmi. We're, we're all far from Ein Sof. We're equally far from God's infinite being. I mean, as our soul descendant down here. And so the angels came and said, the Torah belongs to us. And the angels brought all sorts of proofs <clears throat> that the Torah belongs to them. That we're holier and Hashem knows that we're holier and look how much holy we are than the Jewish people and human beings. And they brought all sorts of proofs, all sorts of tainas that the Torah belongs to them. Now says the Ben Ishchai, obviously we understand when the Malachim and the angels were saying that the Torah belongs to them, they weren't talking about Bab and Metziah the way that we look at it. They weren't talking about, you know, the ox goring the cow, the same, I mean, it's the same letters because the letters of Torah are God, but the, the way that we learn Torah is the garment. The way we learn Torah, when we read the stories in Tanakh, when we read the letters of the Tanakh, we read the stories in a Gemara, the, all these aspects of Torah, the halachas, the, the details of halacha, these are all the garment. These are the garment of Torah. Obviously, the angels wanted the rubies, which is the secrets of Torah, the soydas of Torah, the essence of Torah, Kabbalah, chsidas, the essence of, they wanted the godliness in Torah. But then the Jewish people come and said, and what does the Gemara say, Moshe Beinu answered to them, did you go down to Mitzrayim? What does the Torah say? Did you go down to Mitzrayim? The Torah says, don't kill, don't steal, respect your parents. Do you guys, are you able to st- kill, steal? Do you have parents? What was Moshe Rabbeinu saying to the angels, says the Ben Ishchai? The garment of Torah, the garment where God put the rubies, the garment where, what's the holy union of Torah? God gave his Ein Sof, his essence, but wh- what garment did he put it in? Who, f- who, fits the, who fits the garment? The garment fits us. God is putting Himself in these physical aspects of Torah. And Hashem is expressing and manifesting His infinity in stories about physicality and humanity and things that relate to us. So obviously the rubies, the essence, the godliness in Torah belongs to us because the garment of Torah fits us. Unbelievable, beautiful Torah. Just a ha'ara that according to Tanya... The mushal that the Benishchai is giving could be has to be a little tweaked because the Benishchai is saying that Torah is like having this jacket with the rubies in it, and so it's kiviyachol that like the garment is not really the same with the rubies; it just contains it. But that's why the Alter Rebbe in the fourth chapter of Tanya gives the mushal that the garment of Torah, meaning the seemingly dry details of halacha and the stories, the crazy seeming stories of the Gemara and Tanakh and all these psukim of, you know, about names of people and this one and that, that garment has in it God. That's where the Alter Rebbe says the mashal of hugging the king. That when you get to hug the king, what's the difference how many garments there are? Whether the king is wearing one garment or many, the body of the king is in it. So here the Vard is that it's Hashem Himself in the garment. And so the garment we have to know is also, Mamash, that has Hashem in it. It's not just a jacket that contains rubies. The garment, when you're holding the chitzonias, the external aspects of Torah, one is connecting to Hashem Mamash. And the Zchus of the Ben Ishchai, the Ner Maravi, the candle of the West, may we all strengthen our grip, our hug on Hashem, strengthen our connection to Torah and our dedication to Kodesh Baruch Hu, Ani Ladoidi Li, our relationship with our beloved, with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and through that we'll all merit 
especially that we should finally this year with Mashiach blow shofar in Yerushalayim.